Hello? <laughs> Shut your pie hole. Hello, everybody. I hope you're having a great week. It's obviously me, Demi, here with Big Demi Energy. I am having a pretty good week. I talk about it a little bit more in today's episode, but I did encounter somebody recently with COVID-19, and so I have been self-isolating, going a little stir-crazy, but making sure that I'm safe. I tested negative the first time, but I had only been in contact with a person that had it for like 12 hours prior to that. So I didn't, I don't know if the test was accurate that I was negative because I surely thought I had to have gotten it considering how close in close quarters I was with this person. But I tested negative and so I just got tested again today actually. So waiting on those results. Fingers crossed that I didn't get it, but I'm taking all the precautions. Later this week, Animal Crossing is coming out with a new update to where you get to go swimming. And I'm really excited about that. I haven't been doing anything to my island on Animal Crossing. It still looks absolutely terrible. I just kind of get on and do my chores and get off because I've been, you know, trying to stay off of technology, stay off my phone. And actually, that's not true. I've, I've just been watching TV and I'm getting really into shows like this new show I just started. It's called Blown Away and it's on Netflix and it's a show about glass blowing. And I'm obsessed with it. I love competition shows. So they get a challenge and then whoever has the best glass blown figure at the end, you know, according to the judges, they win for that week and then they eliminate someone who has the worst. Uh, But it's just really fascinating when you think about it, like glass blowing and like, whoa, who I never think about glass blowing and I never appreciate a good light bulb or a nice light fixture. I'm never like, whoa, somebody had to blow that glass. So it's actually very fascinating. And even today, they were saying, I'm watching the show right now, they're saying that glass um, might not be as available in the future because of the fact that climate change is affecting the amount of sand that we have. And glass comes from mainly sand. So it's a potential that in the future, glass could be really valuable because we could have a shortage of it because of the shortage of sand. So invest in your glass, people. I also, as everyone knows, recently went through my breakup with my boyfriend. I guess my ex-boyfriend now. That sucks to say. But um, yeah, we've been talking a lot and we're really good now. We've hung out some and he is has been wonderful. He's been really great. We've been great together. We've probably laughed more in the past couple weeks than we have, you know, the past few months. Uh, it's no pressure, friends hanging out, getting along. Uh, it's definitely put me in a better place, and I'm really happy with where we're at. I am really, really itching to get on a plane and fly anywhere at all. I want to go home. I want to see my parents. Um, I'm going to make sure that obviously I don't have COVID before that, but I don't have any symptoms. I don't. So it's all weird. I just, I really am convinced that I had to have gotten it because I was hanging out with this person so much so closely and so I don't know I mean I'm, I'm doing what I can I'm getting tested again I did the antibody test this morning and it didn't say anything at all but I could just be asymptomatic either way I'm gonna stay safe I'm gonna stay home 
Okay, so I talked about my glass blowing show that I watch that I'm obsessed with right now, but there's this other show on Netflix that has absolutely killed me. It's called The Floor is Lava. And it's this ridiculous show where they have to like go through like an obstacle course kind of thing and they can't touch the ground because it's like this big, you know, fake lava thing. And it's so funny because every it's kind of like Ninja Warrior, but not but kind of. And so every time somebody attempts to jump onto the next object, you know, trying to get across the lava to the exit door. Whenever they fall in the lava, it's the most dramatic fall. Like, first of all, it's just hilarious to see somebody like get smacked on like a foam piece of furniture and fall into this lava. But they just do it so slowly. And then they never show the person coming back up. It's like as if they actually were incinerated by this lava. They just show them going down and you never see them come back up. So I like to think there's like a whole team of people down underneath the lava who are just like they see a body part and they're like, go, go, go. And they just grab them and suck them under. I don't know. It's just, it's really hilarious. (laughs) You should really check it out. It's been very entertaining for me. But yeah, that's, that's really it that's going on with me right now. Nothing too exciting. Uh, Trying to stay mentally sane while I'm self-isolating. Wondering if I do have COVID. Did I give it to all my cats? That's concerning. Um, Yeah, not much. Watching TV, playing Animal Crossing, possibly having COVID, staying safe. And yeah. Making food. I've been making a lot of food. Making soups, fish, salads, quinoa. I've been making quinoa. That's how bored I am. But I am very excited for today's guest. I have been on her podcast before called Now What? She is very lovely, and so is her husband and her adorable kid, and she's actually having another one. And her name is Jessica Nixon, formerly known as Jessica Graff. She's a very sweet soul, and she's from Big Brother 19. So I welcome you, Jessica. All righty, Jessica Nixon. How are you? I miss you. I know. It's been a minute. You had to leave Texas, didn't you? I know. I was thinking about that because I was thinking about where you're at right now. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she's in Dallas or Plano or whatever it is. McKinney. Yeah, still up in Dallas. How has it been there? Like, how is quarantine? Are you guys out of it? Uh, we're pretty much out of it for the most part. It sounds like we might be going back into it. So stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, cases have been spiking like crazy. I recently have, well, I currently am under a like self-quarantine because I came into contact with somebody who had tested positive for COVID. So I tested negative, but it was only a few hours after I had been in contact with this person. And it, they say it could take like up to 48 hours. So it's been a week now, and I'm getting tested again tomorrow to see if I have it or what's going on. Ooh, you might be the first person that I know to have COVID. Oh, my God, dude. Like, can you imagine? Like, I self-quarantined. Or, like, we quarantined in this house for months and months, and then, like, things are starting to open back up, and all of a sudden now everyone's getting it. I know so many people with it right now. Well, how are you feeling? Oh, I feel fine. I don't have any symptoms. Well, that's good. Yeah, but, you know, I could be a carrier, be asymptomatic or I don't know. I'm getting the antibody test, too, to see if maybe I already like my body already fought it off back in the day or something, you know. Cody got the antibody test, I want to say like a month or so ago, because we right before everything shut down, we went from New York to Rome to Paris to L.A. Me too. Me too. Yes. I went right after you. I just Yeah. Yeah. So all of that happened and he got the test thinking like, there's no way we didn't get it. We went to all of the hot spots 
And then, no, didn't have anything. So the antibody test was negative? It was, it was negative, yeah. So I can people be immune to it? Because if so, I'm convinced we're immune to it. I don't know, honestly. I mean, I'm sure that you can be immune because people can be immune to viruses. So, I mean, I haven't heard of anyone that's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm immune to COVID. Like, it's chill. But well, let me be the first. Right? (laughs) I'm immune. (laughs) I love it. What have you been doing? Like whenever you guys were quarantined and stuff like, you know, we still have a lot of rules and I'm pretty sure that everyone's going to go back down in lockdown uh, because of the rising cases. So like, how do you guys keep yourselves busy? Dude, it's been so boring, you know, because <laughs> we go from traveling all the time, like hopping on a flight at least once a month. I haven't not been on a plane this long since I was like 18. I don't know. Oh my God. It's It's been like five months since I've been on a plane and that, that's insane to me. Like I'm itching to go somewhere. I'm itching to just go to an airport and have my flight be delayed. Like I'll never take it for granted again. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I was saying like, I just want to get on a plane so bad. I just miss being on the plane. Like, and I like to spoil myself and get first class. And so I'm like, I miss the warm nuts. Like I would do anything for those warm nuts. They're so good. Right? And yeah, I just want to get on a plane and go anywhere or just be at the airport and like, you know, go get a mimosa before my flight or something hell yeah whenever i would go to the airport and the flight would be delayed cody would be like scared because he knows i'm about to turn into a gremlin and i'm like babe never again i'll never take it for granted again (laughs) that's so funny i get to be a gremlin at the airport too it's a very very tense place and whenever things start not going right and you have like this time schedule it brings out the worst in me Especially because you know that there's a potential for you to be living at the airport for 24 hours. Like your flight could get delayed a whole dang day. Oh my gosh, the worst. I got stuck in China as I missed my flight because I was like running. It was whenever I was coming back from The Bachelor and I they just sent me on my way. They were just like, bye, see ya. And we were in Vietnam. So I had a flight from Vietnam to China and then from China to maybe it was just from China to LA. I don't know. But Oh, yeah, I was from China to L.A. and then from L.A. to Texas. And whenever I was in China, I missed my flights. I had no idea what was going on or where I was going. I was so confused. I was following, you know, producers around for months. So I had like not done anything on my own. So I missed my flight and I can't communicate with anyone. And I have to find like one of the translators and all this stuff. And I was stuck there for 12 hours by myself in a Hong Kong airport. (laughs) I guess that's something that I never thought about. When you get dumped in a foreign country, producers are just like, well, thanks. See ya. Yeah. See, ya see ya in paradise. Hope you survive. <laughs> <laughs> Hope, hopefully you make it to the women's hell all. Yeah, it was, it's absolutely terrifying. And it was such a bummer because some of the girls, if they left at the same time, they would like get to go to the airport together. So they at least like had each other. But I left like at a really random time because it wasn't a rose ceremony. And so, yeah, the, the handler just dropped me off at the airport, saw me go through security. And <laughs> it was just me on my own traveling across Asia. So a broken heart. Literally. And I'm just so sad. And like, you know, I haven't used my phone in months. And so I have like all these messages and then it's like trying to buy Wi-Fi every 15 minutes. And it was just a disaster. And then so I went from China to Seoul, Korea and uh, South Korea, which was the most beautiful airport I've ever seen in my life. And that had like a lot of tourists and stuff. So it was easier to get around. Nice. But yeah, I never thought about that. That sounds like a nightmare. It, it was definitely a nightmare. Um, so you are pregnant. Again. Do you know what you're having? A little girl. Another little girl. 
sisters. Yes. I love that. Destined to be a girl mom, which I'm so fine with because at first I wanted three boys. Like I just wanted boys. I didn't want girls. Then a couple things changed. Number one, I had a girl and she's great and I love it. And you become very familiar with how to like raise a girl because we're raising a girl and we're raising a boy are completely different. And then my friend had her three-year-old's birthday party and I went to her birthday party. I've never been to a three-year-old's birthday party as an adult, you know? And I was paying attention as to what was going on and all of these children running around and the boys were terrifying. <laughs> like I've never been so scared of a small person in my life. The boys were just shoving and screaming and I thought that they were going to kill each other. And after that, I was like, I don't want a boy. <laughs> Dude, little boys are terrifying. I remember one time I was at a restaurant and they had like a playground out back. It was a, yeah. it was in Dallas. I don't know. I don't remember what it was called, though. Hat Creek? I, maybe. I don't know. I was pretty gone at that point. It was like we were sitting out having drinks. But they had like this playground and it had like sand all around the playground. So I was running around with these random kids and I don't know why, like, I was just, like, drunk and, like, having fun, like, playing with these kids. And then all of a sudden, one of them gets an idea, a little boy. He grabs a handful of sand and chunks it at me. And I was like, no. I was like, no, don't do that. And the next thing I know, this a whole little gang of guys, little boys, are just pounding me, pelting me with sand. And I was like, oh, my God, I never want a son. <laughs> I, I, compl- I lost control of the group. I really did. <laughs> yeah. So I, I've retreated from that idea and I couldn't be happier that I'm having another girl. It's totally cool with me. Yeah. Also, little boys like to walk around naked all the time. I don't know if you have any friends that have kids, but all of my friends that have kids that have little boys, they're always naked. <laughs> they just love to have their like little dingling out and just walk around all the time. It's always so awkward too. like your friend's kids just like running around naked and you're like, can you like do something with that? You have to like look at the ceiling until. Yeah, I'm like, please, like, I just want to live my life normally. Can you get your naked baby out of here? At that three year old's birthday party, (laughs) one of the little girls peed her pants and she was wearing like a onesie and the mom didn't have a change of clothes. So she just got her three-year-old daughter naked and was just running around playing and I just felt so uncomfortable it really does make you uncomfortable yeah that's so funny everybody look at the ceiling right but it's like you know they're just kids like innocent yeah if only we could just run around naked that'd be nice I can't do that the boobs need support like the whole naked thing. I've never been able to relate to those memes where it's like, as soon as I get home, I rip my bra off. Like, no, as soon as I get home, I put my bra on. (laughs) Really? That's really interesting, actually, because I don't even own a bra, really. Really? Well, you've got like boobs that can just like stay put. Mine need to be like held. Do you have big boobs? Yeah. I guess I've never looked. Oh, yeah, I do. You just get more and more perfect. Just in 16, just popped right out. That's when it happened? Yeah. I remember coming like back to school after Easter break and people thinking that I had like a boob job on the two weeks I was gone because it was just like puberty struck and it was not messing around. Wow. That's so funny. I remember my boobs came in whenever I was 13. Like I was in a 28A. It was, it was the, the biggest joke. That is. 
it, it's that's preteen size. That's me shopping at limited too. <laughs> um, but I remember everyone like made fun of me because I had no boobs, and then I like I went from a twenty eight A to like a thirty two C. And I was just like, what's good with it? And everyone's like, whoa, what happened? And I'm like, yeah, no more making fun of me. Exactly. It's like small tits are in. And I'm like, damn, <laughs> my time to shine is over. Yeah, you can't make fun of girls until they, after they hit puberty because you never know. Those boys are going to be wishing they kept their mouth shut. Oh, exactly. For sure. I've been trying to start better habits in the morning to make my days feel more productive. So when I get up, the first thing I do is make my bed. I love my bed. What do I love most about my bed? The sheets that go in it. So I go with Brooklinen, home of the Internet's favorite sheets. Brooklinen sheets have brought a new life and feeling into my space. My favorite feeling is crawling into bed and snuggling up with my favorite sheets. Some of the best parts about Brooklinen is that they work directly with the manufacturers and customers. There are no middlemen, just a great product and service, and they have all the luxury products without the luxury markup. Brooklinen sheets come in many different materials, so I can pick the right sheets that are perfect for me. My favorite are their linen products, airy and effortlessly chic, made with the highest quality flax in the world. I especially love their linen robes, so I can get ready in the morning without getting too warm. Brooklinen sheets are the perfect place to start making your mornings great. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their bedding comes with a lifetime warranty. Get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use code DEMI only at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. So I am a huge fan of yours, as you know, from Big Brother. Same. <laughs> Aw, thanks. Um, so like, I just want to say that you and Cody made the season so fun to watch and like it was so fun to root for you guys. I honestly think that season 19 would have been like Paul's season if you guys weren't there because, you know, like you guys were so likable that it made me d- d- despise everyone else that was going against you. And so I just want to thank you for making the season. Oh, Um, thank you. I like to think that we would have, Josh wouldn't have won without us because he wouldn't have had someone to argue with the whole season. And that was why he was kept there. It was because he was so frustrating for us that people are like, oh, we need to keep him here. But had we not been in that house, he wouldn't have won. I agree with that. And I know that we talked about it whenever I did your podcast, like, what was it, like a year ago or so. Um I can't remember who all you still are friends with and who you like and like if you and Josh are cool or not. I think I remember you not liking Paul. Josh and I are cool just because I think fundamentally he has a good heart uh, and he doesn't mean to like hurt people. He he just kind of does sometimes. And I I can forgive that and get over it. And he's been really kind um, post-show. Paul, I've never had a conversation with, like would not have a conversation with. Um, season 22 is kind of supposedly coming out and it's supposed to be a returnee season. He's supposedly on the season and I feel like he's been trying to like stir up some Twitter beef with Cody and it's just like, it's been, uh, it's been three years. Like, can we just, <laughs> can we not? 
I think it's really mature of you and it's that's like very insightful of your character and stuff that you were willing to forgive Josh because you understand that although he might say mean things out of emotion, you know that his heart is good and to have that forgiveness is something that some people don't have and I think that's really admirable. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I can forgive Josh. We've been cool. We've been cool for a while now. Paul, I just don't think that he's sorry for anything that he did. I don't think that he feels guilty. I don't think he realized it was, I was looking forward to that summer. I thought it was going to be the summer of my life. You know, it's the first time you're ever on television and it's a show that I grew up watching. How cool is that? And he stole a lot of that from me and put me in really uncomfortable situations just for his own pure entertainment. And that for me, I'm just kind of like, you're doing stuff just for television. And I just don't respect that. Yeah, that is the thing about Big Brother. Like it is at the end of the day, it's a game. And the best part about it is like, you know, seeing rooting for the underdogs or like watching people play a really good game. But I think it's still very important to have honor. Like I want to root for someone who's honorable and like, yes, they're a really good person and they're winning all these competitions and like all this stuff. But whenever you're just being a puppet master and just trying to make good TV and, you know, just like be like remembered and stuff. I mean, I guess I can respect it. Like, you know what you're doing. You want to be known. You want to be on TV. But at the same time, like respect the game and play the game the right way. And I don't know. And I don't think it's been, quote, just a game since the dawn of social media, to be completely honest with you. Whenever someone says it's just a game now, it's not because look at look at what's happening right now. It's three years post game and we are still dealing with like Paul tweeting about Cody. It's just like it's it's it comes into reality and it still affects you. And I hated hearing that it was just a game in the house because there were so many things that were said that would really affect someone's life outside of the house and their career and destroy their character. Like You have to be really careful what you say on television about someone and what you are saying because it can ruin your life regardless of it just – it's supposed to be – regardless of it, it's supposed to be a television show. Yeah, like this isn't the evil dick days anymore. Like you had to be real careful. I love evil dick though. Man, he man, he was incredible. He, he was a terrible person like at times, you know, said crazy things. But I was like, hey, I respect it. He does not give a f- Great TV. <laughs> Great TV and no social media back then. So like, you know, no one was even scared to say whatever they felt. Yeah. It was wild. So you like mentioned the returnee season possibly happening. I saw an article that you retweeted and it I like wrote down the people that were rumored to be on like Janelle, which love Janelle. Good God. I worship her like obsessed. Um, and then I saw Ian Terry, which he was on season 14. Did he win? I think he's come out and said that he's not going on, though. Did he win, though? I can't remember who won season 14. I think so. Okay. Um, and then Frankie Grande, which I didn't watch that season whenever it was, it was the best season. I wa- I've watched it now. And yes, it's my favorite season. Season 16. It's incredible. Um, we should just redo an entire season with that entire house. And I'd be very content with that. Seriously. Like, so, oh, so good. Everything about it was good. Except for 
uh, Christine, but you know, God bless her. <laughs> she, I've never, I th- she's the only house guest to ever get booed, right? It was so cringy that it was enjoyable. I don't know what happened with her post show. Um, I, I have no idea, but I'll pray for her because she was put in a really, she had a bad edit. I don't know what the reality of the situation was, but it was super, super cringy. It was really cringy and like her and Cody and all that stuff, like in the house and oh, she got booed because of it because she was like married or something. And I just felt so bad for her. And I was like, dude, he's so hot. Like, oh, like what a temptation, like some super hot guy giving me attention. I mean, oh, gotta be strong. That's why I'm not ready for marriage. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I saw, uh, oh, with Frankie season. So I loved Frankie so much. Like, my favorite moment was whenever uh, he was him and um, what's his name? Caleb. Caleb. Yes. Whenever they were doing that one challenge, I know what you're talking Caleb about. sat down and then Frankie went and won it himself. Like I was like, oh, my God. It I was- couldn't agree with you more. Like that was just so epic. And it's weird to me because I didn't watch it live either. I watched it after and I didn't follow on social media because I wasn't, I just wasn't that kind of a fan. And then to turn around and see that people didn't like Frankie blew my mind. I know. Like, what, what did he do? Why does everyone hate him? No idea. I still don't know to this day. <laughs> Me either. I heard it was something with the live feeds, but obviously, like, we didn't watch the live feeds. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's just such a bummer because I was like, oh my gosh, he was so entertaining. Like, I was in love with him and him and Zach had their cute little romance thing. Like, I loved it. Um, so yeah, Frankie rumored. And then I also saw that Tyler Crispin was rumored and I love Tyler so much. I wanted him to win really bad, but I'm also happy Casey won. Um, but who are you hoping to see or what have you heard since you're more in the loop than I am? You know what? I hear so much about dudes going on big brother 22 and I'm just so over it that I don't even care at this point. I just want to, I just want a girl to win just because it, everyone's talking about all the best players going back in the house and you just hear guy name after guy name after guy name. And I'm like, okay, this is, that's how I feel about that. <laughs> it's so true. Cause now I'm looking at these people I heard were rumored and uh, three of the four are guys. <laughs> Yeah, Janelle's the only name that's been on that list. Obviously, completely well-deserved. But we've had some great Big Brother players that have been females. So I'm just like Davon, for instance. I love Davon. Me too. Her on every show she's ever done. And she, if she, I hope she goes back because she's had a lot of training on the challenge. So I feel like she's going to come back and be a little bit more wiser and more patient and better in competitions. And I hope she kicks mass. Oh, yes. I love her too. I thought she was really good. And I, um, I was rooting for her. I really was. Um, so we have Dave Vaughn who, what other strong females? Like I, whenever I was watching it, Oh my gosh, I can't even remember her name. I, she she had the sister that went on too. Her sister was Tiffany. Vanessa. Vanessa. I hated her whenever I was watching it, but I was like, damn girl, played a good game. Like she might have cried a lot and it might have like really annoyed me and stuff, but like she was playing a really good emotional game with people. And I just I kind of want her on my TV again. She's entertaining. She's a great one. Totally great one. Um, another one that I'd like to see back whose name I haven't seen circulating, but it's a dude, um, Jesse. 
Do you uh, remember Jesse? Mr. Pectacular. Pectacular? <laughs> He's probably been on the show more than Julie Chen has, but I would love to see him play again. I love all of his cameos he makes on the show. They're so funny. He's just him in a Speedo flexing. And it's like, not a season unless Mr. Pectacular makes a uh, little cameo. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, he would be interesting to watch. I want to think of like some women who I'm who aren't coming to mind. Well, obviously, like you, why aren't you going back on? I'm pregnant. <laughs> That's a very good reason. <laughs> <laughs> but to be completely realistic, do we really think that Big Brother is going to happen this year? It's it's a long shot right now because LA, like you said, is shutting back down. So I think. Um, I don't know, maybe they'll postpone it because I know The Bachelor is like postponing it and they're doing it later this summer and they're doing it differently to where it's like everyone's quarantined for two weeks and they're not traveling. Like these are just rumors I've heard. I actually don't know if any of that's true. Um, But I don't know, like maybe they'll just, instead of doing it over the summer, maybe they'll do it over the fall or something. I mean, I don't know. Everything's different now. I've heard through the Big Brother grapevine that Um, all of the contestants have to quarantine for two weeks in a hotel before going into the house. And the same with the entire production. Everyone's got to quarantine for two weeks. So, well, I mean, then they they could totally make it happen then. Like, you know, everyone quarantines for two weeks. And when does it typically start filming? Uh, It would have been airing already. So we moved into the house June 21st, three years ago. (laughs) So weird. Wow. So it would have been on already. So who knows? We'll see. Big Brother, we might get it. I, I Part of me hopes we do. And a part of me is like, well, there's some people that I just don't care to have back on my television. So part of me doesn't mind if it gets canceled. <laughs> Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I, could do, I could do without having him again. Like he makes it all about him. And it's like, it's you can't root for him. You don't want to root for him. The first time he was on, kind of. But the second time it was just like, you play such a dirty game. Like I can respect a little bit of dirty play. Like, you know, if it's like so smart, but whenever it just seems so nasty and like such an ill will behind it, it it makes it impossible to root for you. But I guess every season needs a villain. You know, I just don't want to see someone steamroll their way through the entire show. I want to see a bunch of backstabbing happen. And it's like a complete power shift every week because that's what makes it entertaining. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Oh, I love Big Brother. I miss it, man. I really miss it. I've been like interviewing some Big Brother cast members like you. And then I just did Kat and I did uh, Jackson and um, Holly. And it's just really making me like get, I need my fix. I need my Big Brother fix. I remember whenever uh, season 20 was airing, the finale and everything was whenever I was filming The Bachelor. So I didn't even get to know who won. And one day I begged a producer, I was like, please just Google and tell me who won. I was like, I need to know. And then I remember I was like jumping up and down, like freaking out. I was like, oh, I miss that excitement about it. You know, the one thing I don't know if we'd get out of season 22, if it's a bunch of returnees, it's a big question mark, but a showman's. Whoa. Bring back like older alumni who are like married and have families you might not even get a showman's end of the season well you honestly had the best showman's of all time oh thank I you mean, come on that whenever he returned to the house and you guys reunited i i've never felt my heart like palpitate like that i was like oh my god <laughs> like you guys have such a really successful relationship now and like 
you know, what, what advice or like what is the most important thing you would say that like the most important part of making a relationship last? Like what do you guys like make sure you practice because you guys are so good together? I think being respectful is the number one thing. Like there's certain things that I I might have like said or done in past relationships that w- were maybe daggers that were just unnecessary. Uh, we don't throw daggers at each other. Like we're not calling each other names or cursing at each other during an argument. Um, we're just, we're very careful to be very respectful. And I think that's, that's probably my favorite part of our relationship. It's like, I never have to worry about him disrespecting me in any way. He's always going to make sure that my best interests are number one priority. So I think if you can both show each other respect, you will avoid a lot of pain in your relationship. And avoiding pain is key because if you start putting cracks in the foundation of your relationship, there's just, there's only so much band-aids can fix, you know? Yeah. I think that's really mature and really beautiful and really hard to do. Like you said, like throwing daggers. Cause I know like, you know, I, whenever I get mad and I feel like I'm not being respected then and like I'm getting hurt, then I want to hurt them back. And then it's just like a never ending cycle. And it's, it's hard. Like, it's hard to have respect for somebody who doesn't like respect you and to feel disrespected. It hurts really, really bad. And then for you to express like, Hey, you're disrespecting me. And then they're, they still don't get it. They don't get how they're disrespecting you and they like can't wrap their head around it. So then it's just this never ending battle. So I think that's really, really awesome. And that is really important to have like in a relationship like that mutual respect and I, I'm really, really happy for y'all. Like, Aww, you. I tell Cody all the time that timing definitely plays a factor into it, though, because if he had met me just a year before we had met, I wasn't in that mindset to be maybe like the most mature, respectful human being. And I would have probably still been in that dagger throwing phase. So timing is really, really important in a relationship. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Jessica, for joining me. It's always a joy to talk to you. And I've got to come home soon whenever I'm done quarantining myself. And I need to see my family. And I would love to see you and check in on you. You're going to be here in Dallas or I'm going to be in L.A., but we're going to make this happen. Yes. Hop on a flight as soon as you can. You got a place to stay with me. Oh, yay. Thanks, Emmy. Thank you. Thank you.